Welcome to PB&J at the Movies. We're so glad you could join us. This week, we are talking about the movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me? It is a true story of Lee Israel, played by Melissa McCarthy. Lee made her living in the 70s and 80s, profiling the likes of Katherine Hepburn, Tallulah Bankhead, and Estee Lauder. When Lee is no longer able to get published because she has fallen out of step with current tastes, she turns her art form to deception, abetted by her loyal friend Jack, played by Richard E. Grant. Uh, an adaptation of the memoir, Can You Ever Forgive Me?, relays the true story of the best-selling celebrity biographer and friend to cats. This week, um, we are, we're missing the peanut to our PB&J, uh, so it's just... <laughs> butter and jelly um i'm becca i'm jeff and thanks so much for listening welcome back to pb and j at the movies um like i said we are reviewing can you ever forgive me this week uh with melissa mccarthy and richard e grant um, I think it's safe to say we both loved this movie, didn't we, Jeff? I really loved this movie a lot. I think maybe definitely so far for what I've seen, there's only probably one movie that I've enjoyed better this year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were talking about it that this really is Melissa McCarthy's kind of first super dramatic role. Mm-hmm. And um, she was amazing in it. Yes. I think this movie was super well cast. Um, the supporting cast was just as great, I thought. Yes. Um, but one thing I read uh, about this movie is that Melissa was not the first choice for this role. And when the original actress dropped out, uh, Melissa filled her place, which is crazy because I could not see anybody else playing this character. No, and... Did you say it was Julianne Moore? I think I think I read it was Julianne Moore. I think that would which is not similar at all. No. No. Um, so yeah, tell tell me more about what you liked about the movie. I loved Melissa McCarthy's performance. I loved Richard D. Grant's performance. Buford is wanting to be our fourth <laughs> chair today. We've which got, would be our third chair. We've got two puppy guests today. Yes. Um, I really liked um, the performances mostly. The script, I think, is really good, which leads us to, you know, I think the three true shots it has for Oscars. Oscars definitely. I think Richard E. Grant will more than likely be nominated for Supporting Actor. I think Melissa McCarthy is right on the cusp. I think if she gets a couple of Critics Group's nominations, I think it'll push her over the edge. One of the websites that I look at has her right now sitting at number six for lead actress. Um, So I think she can get pushed over the edge if she gets Mm. some critics groups. And then um, I think there's a shot in Adapted Screenplay. Okay. As well. Of all the movies I've seen so far, I want her to win. I, I really badly want her to win. She is my favorite lead actress in the in the movies I've seen so far. You're saying that personally she's your favorite? Yeah. 
Okay. What do you mean? Well, just sometimes. Like of the movies I've seen so far, I would mm-hmm. choose her to win right now. If if I got to choose. Mm-hmm. I think I would still pick Tony Collette. Okay, I didn't see Hereditary. I think I'd still pick her. Um, <laughs> I think I definitely like Melissa McCarthy better than Lady Gaga. And I yeah, think and I still loved Claire Foy. She'll be supporting. Oh, that's right. So it's a different category. Okay. Um, Glenn Close is good in The Wife. I don't. I think Melissa McCarthy is better. I think though I want Glenn Close to win if she gets nominated over Melissa McCarthy, because she's never won and she's been nominated seven times. She may have less time left on the serve. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also, she's been nominated seven times. Sure. And I, think, I need to see the wife. I think someone said if she gets nominated again and doesn't win, that she will then become the biggest loser for acting. Really? Yes. Who's got her beat right now? I think she's tied with... Oh, yeah. Who's she tied with? Maureen O'Hara. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. This movie was... Very much about the characters. It's a true story. Yes. True story. So it's kind of like, just a brief synopsis of what it is. She is a biographer, like Becca's intro said, who writes a couple of bestsellers. And then she gets writer's block and she starts writing a biography on something that probably no one really wants to read. That's a running joke throughout the movie is like, no one cares about Fanny Bryce. Who was the... Some vaudevillian actress. Famous vaudeville actress of her day. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, and so she gets behind on her bills. She's doing this research for this biography and she finds a letter in an old book she's using for research at the New York Public Library. So... She sells the letter for more money than she thinks she could get for it. To and a collector. To a collector. And then she kind of starts forging these letters and getting all this money and then realizing I can do this and pay my bills. Right. So that's what she does. And in the end, I think they said she had done it with over 400 yes. letters before she got caught. And it was thousands of dollars altogether. Right. So that's kind of the story of how she went down this road and got involved with her friend who did it with her. Um, And he's the one who gave her up Mm -hmm. in the end because he got caught selling one of the letters. And so so he didn't get in trouble. He He got off. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he did. I mean, he got some parole. Yeah. Um, I will yeah, I will say at the beginning of this movie, they do a good job in a short amount of time of making you feel sorry for Lee Israel. Um, mm-hmm. She has a series of events that happen right off the bat in the very beginning of the movie that it's kind of like, huh, her life sucks. I feel bad <gasps> for her. Which is interesting because she's a curmudgeonly person. <laughs> right. Who's she not is. very nice. <laughs> And maybe I can relate to her on some <laughs> level. Um, she does say in the movie that she prefers cats to people. And while I'm not very much a cat person, I am an animal lover. And so I can kind of relate to that. Not really being a big people person. I probably shouldn't say that because I just got a job where I have to like work with people. Oh, well. Anyways. Um, has a new job. <laughs> yeah. She started it today. Yeah. Yeah. 
But mm-hmm. I still, even though she's not a super likable character, I still felt sorry for her. Um, and so throughout this movie, even though I don't think you're supposed to love her character, I empathized with her, sympathized, I don't know which one, I don't remember. You empathized. Empathized with her. And this whole movie, I had this sense of dread throughout the whole (laughs) movie because you know that when she starts doing this illegal activity, you know this is not going to end well for her. Much like many crimes, people do not get away with it. And so I just, I kept thinking, I, I kept rooting for her and thinking, just, just, you know, do this one and then don't do it anymore. Don't, don't keep doing this, you know, like get out while you can. And then when, you know, it, towards the end of the movie, the FBI gets on her tail and I kept rooting for her, for her to elude them and, um... I don't know. I just, I was really pulling for her in this movie, um, which was really weird because, like we said, she doesn't, she's not that likable of a character. She's a funny character. She's funny, yeah. Which not I think a nice is person. why Melissa McCarthy did a good job. Yes. Even though it's a serious role, she's kind of funny. She From was. From the very opening scene, I love the opening scene where she's drinking. Yes, at, at her, her desk at work. D- it was like copyright. What was the? She worked for the New Yorker. Yes. At, like the night desk. Yes. And and is drinking and somebody cursing. Right, and some <laughs> stick in the mud tells her, you know, that she's not supposed to be drinking, and she curses at them, and then she gets fired. And I think maybe because she is funny, like you were saying, that's that's a big reason that she is likable. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not a total Scrooge, maybe. No, because she says some funny things. Right. She steals the coat from the party, yes. which is yes. hilarious. She does things that I wish I could do, but would be too scared to do. <laughs> Other than the Ill- illegal activity. but um, So yeah, she was absolutely perfect for this role. Um, and she also does nice things. Like She's really nice to the building manager's mother like right. brings her cookies and tells her that her hair looks nice and right. notices when she gets her hair done. So yeah, she is, she's a great cat mama. Oh my God. Yes. Loves her fur baby. Jersey. Jersey. Yes. And, um, that's a big part of the movie. Right. Um, I guess we can talk about yeah. Richard E. Grant's character. Yeah. Richard E. Grant's character is really good. I think he, it, looking at... He's a drifter of sorts. Yes. This movie is set in the early 90s. His character ended up dying. I think we're led to believe of AIDS. Of AIDS is what we're led to believe, which is probably true. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a place where he lives. He kind of just... But he always looks very well put together yeah. for being someone who's supposedly homeless. Right. Um, so... There's that, and then he kind of strikes up this unlikely friendship with Melissa McCarthy's character. A very um, unlikely friendship. Yes. He's very much a outgoing people person, and she is not. Yes. Um, and he kind of weasels his way into her life. 
And they bond over their alcoholism in a bar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's kind of what their relationship is based on, is drinking. Um, and, and for a while I thought, you know, what's his motive? Why, why is he hanging around her? There was even a time in the movie where I thought, is he like an undercover cop or something? Mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out why he was hanging around her other than just wanting companionship. So he had met her previously. He walks into oh, a bar right. and the bartender makes a statement like when he orders, like, do you have money or something? Oh. And he shows him the money. Mm-hmm. So it's made us believe that maybe he's run out on a tab or something before there. And then he recognizes her. And so maybe it's just he's like homeless. He doesn't know a lot of people. Or he's maybe run off some of his friends. Mm-hmm. She tells this weird story, funny story about how they were at a party because she can't remember where she'd met him before. And then she's like, oh, you're the guy who peed in the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he had gotten really drunk and thought the closet was the bathroom. Right. Um, and that was kind of funny. And so I think then they drink together all day and get drunk. And then they're kind of friends from that. Right. And... And there are sometimes where I question the validity of their friendship, but there's one scene where they come back to her apartment and the exterminator is there and the exterminator won't come in because Lee Israel's, Melissa McCarthy's character's apartment smells so bad and he won't come in. And you realize that Lee has not been taking care of herself she doesn't she lives in filth and um richard e grant character his character even though it smells awful he says no no i want to help you clean up i want to let me help you so they there's this a montage of scenes where they're cleaning up the apartment and i thought okay he really is a good friend. You know, he's not using her in some way. It's very clear that he, in the past, he is the type of person that will use people to get a free drink or to get an outfit or get things bought for him. But during that scene when he stayed and he helped her clean the cat poop from underneath her bed, it was clear to me that he, he... he really does enjoy her company, and he really is, you know, a good friend. Um, now, there's certain scenes later where, you know, he is staying at her apartment while she is out of town, and she tells him these are the rules, and he doesn't abide by those rules. And um, was it clear in the movie that he gave the cat the right dosage of pills? I don't know if he did or not, or if he gave her the right ones, or what happened, and why the cat ended up dying. The cat ends up dying while under the care of... What's his character's name? I can't remember. While under the care of Richard E. Grant's character, while he's staying, he's house-sitting for her, while she's out of town. And the cat ends up dying... He doesn't even know it until Lee comes home and she finds the cat. And it's a really, really emotional scene 
Um, it made me cry for sure. And if she gets nominated, I hope that's the scene that they play. But, well, maybe not. I don't know. I, I like that scene. I like um, the scene where uh, she's bringing the cat in the box to the oh. vet. That was the most emotional scene for me. Yeah. Because she's, she's saying, and that just speaks of New York, and saying, like, I don't have a yard, I don't have anywhere to bury the cat, I don't know what i do with this body. What And they're like, oh no, we'll take care of it. And then she can't get the box up. Yeah. Because this cat has been her world, because she doesn't like people. She's mad at her friend then, because she blames him for the cat dying, which I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, it's unclear whether he was the cause of it or not. Yes. Um... But that's a really emotional scene is the death of her cat. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's like the last piece of humanity. Well, humanity is not the right word since it's not a human. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, it makes you feel like Melissa McCarthy's character is not just all about ripping people off. Because mm-hmm. she cares about something else. So that's mm-hmm. why it's important, I think. Right. Um, I will say, so getting into kind of like the end of the movie. So this whole time you said you had this sense of dread that this is not going to end well. She's going to get caught. She gets caught. He, her friend turns her in because they catch him trying to steal, sell her letters that she has forged. She gets blacklisted from all of these bookshops and collectors. The FBI is on her tail. Mm -hmm. So then she employs her friend... To do her bidding for her. And gives him a cut. He gets caught trying to sell things. And he turns her in. So then... um, She gets caught. So then I'm like, was he a really good friend? I don't know. Should he have turned her in as a really good friend? Yes. Yeah. It's the truth. Yeah. First of all, right? You're right. You're right. If we were doing something illegal together and you got caught, you should turn me in. Okay. Right? Let's just not do something illegal together. (laughs) Just don't put me in that situation, Jeff. (laughs) I will not. (laughs) I'm not going to do something illegal. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, So he turns her in. He turns her in. She gets caught. So this is the part of the movie where, and I realize it's a true story, so we can't really change history. This is the part of the movie I have an issue with. So, she goes to court. She gets, before she gets her sentence, the judge says, do you want to say anything? She says, she makes this big long speech about how she doesn't really regret what she's done. She doesn't really see it as wrong. And she's had the time of her life doing this. So she's essentially saying, I've learned nothing. I don't regret doing it. So essentially saying, I would do this again. They do add a part in there where she says, I felt, you know, I felt like for the first time in my life that my work was valued. Is that what she was saying? something like that. And so they added that in there that, I don't know, kind of made me feel sorry for her again. I don't know. They They were really good about that, about playing with my emotions. Yeah. But still, the part where she said, I don't regret it, I was like, okay, 
So she makes this thing, and then the judge gives her no... A very lenient sentence. Prison time. She gets five years of probation. She has to do some community service. Go to AA. And she has to go to AA. That's her sentence. And I can't help but thinking, and this is the early 90s, I just couldn't help but thinking, like, did she get this sentence because she was a white woman? Because I just or can't Or because she was a public figure. Because she was a published person. Because I can't help but thinking, like, if a black man or Hispanic woman or someone of color had done this, that they would have done some prison time. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, and I know it's dependent on what judge you get and all of that kind of stuff. I just don't... I just find it hard to believe that she didn't get any prison time. No, you're right. Um, and then... At the very end of the movie, she, they the judge tells her she can't go anywhere except but to, AA meetings to work, community service, and to work. And then you see her in the bar drinking when she's supposed to be in an AA meeting. And she makes it a joke and says like, uh, "Oh, I'm supposed to be in an AA meeting right now." And I, I had an issue with that, and I. I kept going back and forth between, you know, like you said, is it, was this white privilege or was it just the fact that it was the early 90s and they couldn't track you as well or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, wouldn't now they put like a ankle bracelet on you or something or is that just if you're on house arrest? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they, if you're on house arrest, they do. But I don't know. I did, I couldn't tell if it was just, it was, you know, 20 years ago, so it was more lax. Or, yeah, if if that's just part of her being, you know, a white woman. It, that's a very good point. So, that kind of upset me a little bit. Um, the fact that there weren't, like, real consequences to it. Mm-hmm. Um, she feels no remorse. No. Yeah. Um, I think it's a super interesting story and the fact that that's all true and it happened I think is very interesting. Um, I think, I don't even know when we were saying that this is not a comedy, it's not a traditional comedy, but this might somewhat be considered like a dark comedy. I could see that. And I think that's why she does such a good job. Maybe like she's going to ease into doing some drama. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, kind of like on a gradient. She's, she's still had comical elements to her character which is why she was perfect for it um the person i felt the most bad for that she hurt was the woman she went on the date with who was like the sweetest woman alive and a huge fan of her work idolized her yes and obviously was interested in her yes and lee like many of the relationships in her life you know um, put up a wall and blocked her out. Um, but yeah, the 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 woman she goes on a date with realizes that she's been duped, and that was sad. The other thing that I really like about this movie is that both her, she's a lesbian. Richard E. Grant's character is gay, and it's not. A central part of the story at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like a normal 
thing. Like, it's a normal thing that this woman has asked her out on a date, and they go get dinner. And it's a normal thing that Richard E. Grant is meeting up with this guy. But yeah, great movie. Yes. Would see again, would recommend. We haven't really said what our rating system would be. Oh, yeah. I give this five out of five loaves of bread. Me too. (laughs) For sure. I would say, since we started this podcast, it's been my favorite that we've seen. Yes. Um, I've only seen one movie this year that I've liked more, so which I'm going to save when we do our end of the year. We talk about our favorite movies of oh, the yeah. year. Oh, yeah. We're going to be doing that. Yes. And I've said in a previous podcast, I think, that um, for me really to love a movie, usually I have to laugh. I have to. A movie has to make me laugh, make me cry, and this movie did both. Yes. I, my favorite movies are, uh, have good acting and good characters, and this movie had both of those things, mm-hmm. and then what I like next on the list is good writing, mm-hmm. and this movie also had that, so yeah, that's probably where I enjoyed it so much. It checked all the boxes. Checked all of my boxes, yes. So that was our review of Can You Ever Forgive Me? We hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear what you thought of the movie or just any thoughts in general you may have, what you had for breakfast this morning. You can email us at pbandjatthemovies at gmail.com. That's the letters p-b-a-n-d-j at the movies at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.